So as a cash practice, you have some unique needs, even more so now in our current economic environment that we found ourselves in. This is why we switched over to PT Everywhere for my practice, Athletes Potential. Look, all in one place, we can manage patient schedules, home exercise plans, telehealth, and communicating back and forth with our clients, which has saved us a ton of time every single week, every single month, and every single day, not just myself, but my staff. And right now you might just be a single practitioner, but eventually you wanna grow into having multiple people in a true business. And what we wanted was a platform that could hold up to multiple practices, multiple clinicians, and scale with us as we go. So if you're just getting started, this is a great platform to take a look at. If you are growing and you're adding other people, this is a great platform that can grow with you and you won't have to worry about switching later. So if you're interested in saving some time and having everything in one place, head over to pteverywhere.com and check out what they have to offer for your business and with their platform. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us, who don't wanna see 30 patients a day, who don't wanna work home health, and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name's Danny Matei, and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. And today, we're talking about something called churn. So I had an interesting conversation last week with a friend of mine that um, a super sharp guy, he runs a uh, customer success team basically for the East Coast for the, a very big um, uh, software as a service company. So basically the, the company provides uh, back-end software to run um, professional um, services like electricians and, and things like that that are uh, uh, like plumbers, things of that nature, businesses like that. Um, and they're big, it's, you know, billion dollar, um, organization. He runs customer success for the East coast. So all the businesses on, um, you know, on the East coast. And, uh, what's interesting is like, they're very, very, uh, adamant about decreasing their churn rate. So churn is basically the number of people that leave per month or per year, uh, in comparison to the number of people that, that, um, are new. So if your churn rate is hundred percent, let's say you get one new person in per month and one person leaves per month, your churn rate is basically hundred percent. So you'll never, you're ever, you're never going to grow. Um, if let's say you got 12 new clients in a year and only one person, you know, per year left, that would be a very low churn rate, right? So that would be like sub 10%. Um, so for them, they're very, very adamant about decreasing churn in the clients they work with. Many of the clients they work with are paying in some cases, a million dollars a year to work with this company for, to have all the back end, um, you know, software in place and it runs everything with their business. So, you know, it's a big client to lose, but it's interesting to talk to him about customer success, retention, and things that they look at, uh, to, to make sure that they are retaining people. Right. So for us, oftentimes I think we don't really think about physical therapy or just a clinical environment very much as keeping people around, um, this idea of sort of like a membership model or a recurring or reoccurring business model. Um, but in the niches that we serve typically more of the active 
or proactive population, oftentimes is exactly what they're looking for. They're looking for long-term, you know, partner in their health and wellness. At least that's, that's what we found with our practice, as well as the people that we work with within our coaching programs. And what's been interesting is to see the people that do the best job of retention of maintaining people. They, they may not be the ones that add the most people per month, but they're the ones that just seem to keep people around forever. They grow really quickly. And I, I want to go through kind of simple math as to why that is. And then also something for you to start tracking yourself. If you have any sort of reoccurring or recurring, uh, revenue in your business. Now this could be something as simple as let's say you have a visit once a month that people can, you know, come to as a membership model. Maybe let's say that's what it, what it is as simple as that. Maybe you do programming for people. You build out what they're going to do for their exercises at home or at the gym or whatever they're going to do. And you know, you provide that on a monthly basis. Okay. So all this would be monthly, uh, you know, some sort of revenue that's recurring each month. Now, if you want to figure out what your churn rate, basically you have to just figure out how many people are you getting in and how many are leaving. So you could look at this on, uh, uh, from a monthly standpoint, you know, so if you have, you know, four people coming in and one person coming out, um, that's 25%, uh, that are this churning. So, you know, knowing what that number is, is really important. But if we look at it in terms of the year, right? So let's say you have four new people per month that are coming in. All right. So 48 people. And let's say that 80% of those people do not stick around for a second year. So let's say that your, your average time with somebody is, is roughly a year. So if you have 48 people coming in and 80% of those people are, are, are leaving, you're going to have a very high churn rate, meaning you're not going to snowball very quickly. And the goal is to keep more people, the most people that you can, and not have people leave because they have great service product, whatever it might be. Um, and they see a lot of value in it. So when we calculate this, it's actually really interesting how much this affects your ability to retain people and grow. So let's say you have four new people coming in per month and 80% of those people don't uh, move over to a second year with you. Let's say it's a year long, once a month program, something like that, um, where you're seeing them and helping them with sort of health and wellness proactively. Or let's say you're programming for somebody, same thing. So let's say they stick around for a year, but 80% of them don't stick around for a second year. Basically, what you'd have to figure out is the number coming in divided by the percentage of people leaving, which 80% divided by 12 would be 6.67%. So you would take four new divided by the monthly churn, which would be 6.67%, which would let you know how many people you could expect to hit at your cap. So this was interesting when I talked to my, my buddy about it because um, there's, there's, it's interesting how uh, even a small change one direction or the other in your churn can dramatically affect how many people you can work with on a recurring basis. So if you have 60 clients, that means if you're only getting four new people in per month that are new, um, you're going to hit a ceiling at 60 because your churn, the people that are leaving is going to equate the people coming in once you get to 60 clients. Okay. Let's say you have four new people coming in and you can get that churn rate down to 60%. So let's say 60% of the people don't stick around for a second year or 40% do. Now, all of a sudden that's 5% per month. So 60 divided by 12 will give you 5%. So you have four new coming in 5% churn per month. So if you divide the four by 5%, you're going to get 80 clients. So now you, know, you cut your churn down by basically 1.67% per month, which isn't a ton and you increase the number of people that you're going to be able to work with on a recurring basis by 20. So a huge jump 
in in terms of number of people that you're going to be able to work with in a recurring model. Now, keep this in mind. Think of this as like programming. We do programming at our facility, um, you know, and for us, it's so much better when we have long-term relationships with people, when we're able to keep them around and actually, you know, continue to work on whatever they're doing from a programming standpoint to help achieve their health and wellness goals. So, you know, for us, if we can decrease these churn rates, all of a sudden, without having to spend all this money and time and energy getting new people in the door, if we're able to retain them really well, they, they just become more valuable to us because we're not having to spend the front end money and time to get them indoctrinated and onboarded uh, into our business. So retention is actually really, really important to the point where, you know, my buddy, that's all he does. Literally all he does is help the company not have as high of a churn rate. And a small percentage, one direction or the other, could mean millions of dollars to their company with the number of people they work with and the size of contracts that they have. And what he said was really interesting. He brought up a couple key points that I wanted to share um, with you guys about you know, how you can actually help kind of decrease some of the, the churn. So one big thing is, you know, if you have people that decide to leave, are you asking them why? So a quick exit survey, just simple, like, hey, why did you decide uh, you know, to not continue? We'd love to know so we can make our product or service better, right? So getting that data, getting that information, there may be some simple things that you aren't even thinking about that were valuable to that person that weren't actually part of whatever you were doing. And if they had been, maybe they would have stuck around longer. So something as simple as an exit strategy, right? Uh, or an exit interview. If you have people that are on, let's say agreements, maybe they're on a six month agreement, something of that nature, you definitely want to touch base with them, you know, within one to two months of their contract uh, or agreement renewing, or if they're moving over to month to month after that, because if you wait until the last minute, there's no way you can make modifications to, to make them happy where they might stick around at that point. They're either in or they're out and you've kind of, uh, you've kind of lost them at that point. Engagement is big. So making sure that you are proactively reaching out to people that you're engaging with them don't just forget about them if they're like coming in on a regular basis. It's easy to forget about them because it's simple. You know, you know, you just fulfill on what you're doing. They do their thing and you just expect them to stick around forever. But if, if you are not actually proactively reaching out to them, the likelihood of them getting frustrated because of lack of communication goes up. So on his team, if somebody's managing like a hundred businesses of client success, then they're going to reach out to them actively every single month. They're going to try to have a conversation with the owner or whoever's running their uh, operations so they can be proactively developing and maintaining and curating the relationship. So actively and proactively reach out to people um, when they are uh, when they when they are working with you every single month. So be, be very proactive with that. Communication is key for long-term retention of clients. The last thing, and this is what I thought was really interesting, was reviewing the progress that people have made. I think that oftentimes we can take for granted like what we think is significant progress. And if we can't lay it out in a way that is clear to the person that you're working with, it's probably unlikely that, that they're going to see it the same exact way. So let's say you're working with somebody that's that you're doing programming for. And initially, you know, the stuff that you had them do, and let's say they could only do, unless you test this, I don't know, uh, uh, a, a row of 500 in like two and a half minutes. Maybe that's like a, a quick test that you do. Um, and then you have them do that again, three months in, and they're down to two minutes and 10 seconds, right? And six months in, they can do it in two minutes. So you can plot that out for them. You can show them, hey, when we first started, you could only do a 500 meter row in two and a half minutes. Now you are 
doing it in two minutes. You're, you've cut off 30 seconds from a 500 meter time trial. That means you've gotten stronger. That means your endurance has gone up. You know, that means your coordination is better, all these things. And it's objective uh, information that you can show them and they can be like, oh yeah, you're right. I have awesome. Like, and they get excited about what they've been working on. They feel validated because they see it. And then they're more likely to want to continue because they see directly what their efforts are producing. That's clarity. People will stick around for clarity. They'll stick around for communication. They'll stick around for accountability. These are big things. So when you start to implement continuity offers within your, in your business, whether they be in person or digital, one of the most important things to do is to maintain communication with people, just as if you're trying to earn their business every month and not forget about them, because that's when we start to see churn go up a lot. That's when people get frustrated. Think about yourself as a consumer. You know, you may have had situations which in which it was good, where there was really high levels of communication and then bad, where there wasn't any at all. And you fill in the gaps with whatever you think is going on when there's no clear communication in place. So a couple of things to think about as you, uh, as you start to implement some continuity offers or ongoing offers within your business, they make a huge difference in businesses. As we start to implement them with our clients, it just adds a lot of security, consistency, um, you know, and, uh, and, and a, a really nice recurring revenue amount of profit and, re and revenue to the business, which is very stable. Um, but it is definitely not the same as, you know, front end solve a problem, uh, kind of approach like you would do with a package or somebody coming in that's looking for a problem to be solved. Not everybody's going to want to stick around and do ongoing work. That's fine. But the people that do, you want to decrease your churn as much as you possibly can. Because once they're there, the longer you keep them, the more their lifetime value increases, the lower the churn is, the more you can snowball that into more and more people, you know, and the biggest difference there is that we said, like, you know, a less than 2% uh, difference in your churn each month equals 20 more clients that you could work with. So if you could go from 60 max to 80 max, and let's say that person is, you know, paying you $200 a month to do programming, the difference, you know, for, for 20 more people it's a lot of revenue. You're talking about $1,600 per month that is different just with you literally just spending a little bit more time working with people. Um, so keep that in mind. Churn is important. This is how you calculate it. Um, if you don't have a continuity offer in your business, you definitely want to start to look at that. If you don't know how to do that, reach out to us. This is one of the big things that we help people with is establishment of that. Um, you know, if, if you're interested in chatting about continuity offers, or if you have one and you, you notice like people are churning like crazy, Let's have a conversation about it. Head to physicaltherapybiz.com forward slash call. You can fill out a short assessment uh, and uh, we'll get you on a, on a call with one of our uh, team members that, that digs into stuff all the time and really see what's going on and see if there's a way we might be able to help you uh, clean it up and, and accelerate your progress. Um, but continuity is huge. Keep Keeping people from leaving is big. Know your churn rate. Track your numbers and stay on top of people so that you keep the people that you're working with and you're not constantly chasing after new people in the business. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to sub subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. 
Next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.